This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Furl. This is Lynn Furl, founder of Summit Life Ministries. Our mission is to elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose, to equip believers to live with an eternal perspective, and to empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. So, I'm back. Welcome <laughs> back to the Age Changer so, Show. Thanks for letting me come back on. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn a little stiffer today because I have a stiff neck, so if you'll pray for me that that will be healed, that would be great. Um, that will be great for my physical healing, and God's working on my uh, what, what that's related to on the inside. <laughs> so that's all good. But what have you been talking about on... Age Changer Show. Well, we started a new series uh, called Engaging Renewal Truth. And you know that for a number of weeks, we were focusing on developing a heart that hears. Mm -hmm. But once we've allowed the Holy Spirit to prepare our heart and we're starting to hear the Lord more, the Lord wants us to very specifically learn how to engage what he is saying to us. Right. So uh, not to repeat some of the things that I taught when I, we were sharing out of the, the series of episodes on developing the hearing heart. We don't want it just to be passive to say, great, God speaks to me now. God is talking to me. No, what we want to do is understand the intention behind his communication with us so that what he's saying to us becomes an experience, an interactive experience. And I use that phrase often. It's becoming more and more powerful in my heart. Right. But I have to engage it. So I want to use this illustration. If you walked around the house as my wife and you communicated words of affirmation, significance, you communicated love to me in various ways. And I just said, Thank you for saying that. I heard that. But I did not respond or engage or follow up upon uh, those moments of invitation to commune with you or to uh, connect with you. Then you would get tired of saying it to me if I was unresponsive or I did not uh, engage you uh, with follow up. And so. I find that many Christians, they're, they're receiving a lot of communication from the Lord. Some of them are not discerning what he's saying because they haven't sensitized their heart. But then we need to take it even further. We've got to take it deeper. Once God starts talking to us and we, we start saying, God's speaking to me. And, and I perceive that he's saying this or I felt that he's leading me to do this. I've got to, and this is where we left off in the last episode. Number one, I believe what God is saying to me. I overcome uh, doubts. I overcome uh, areas of unbelief where I think God can say it to somebody else, but he could never say that to me uh, because the enemy really is engaged in a, a war in our mind and he wants to deface the image of God inside of us. Right. But we have been born again. Uh, we have been made a new creation. And we started out this series by talking about that we are being renewed in the image of our cr creator. Mm -hmm. And out of that renewal knowledge, 
that we understand the God that made us, fashioned us, we, we begin to comprehend by Holy Spirit comprehension the character and nature of God, the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the faithfulness of God, what I described as the beauty realm of God. As I begin to be fascinated about the character and the nature of God, the beauty realm of God, it allows me to comprehend that God will say some incomprehensible things to me with my finite mind and with my previous experiential knowledge of who I was before I knew Jesus. Because that set of experiences left me damaged because of sin cycles, because of how sin traumatizes the soul and it fashions and forms an umbrella of hopelessness over us that we do not believe that we can be transformed, that we don't believe we can be different. But Paul said in Colossians, in that short little passage of scripture that we read, that it says, having put on the old, uh, uh, putting off the, the old man, but having put on the new man, mm-hmm. we are being renewed in an identity that is framed around the image of the one who created us. So we are new creations in Christ Jesus. And so there is a lot that we have to look forward to of experiencing what we call life in Christ, the life of Christ. And so it's simply, and I say this so often, and probably people that know me are tired of me saying it, but it's not just about forgiveness. That is, you know, there were three compartments in the tabernacle of Moses, Solomon's temple, and that was a pattern that God gave them. Mm -hmm. And there was the outer court, there was the inner court, and then there was the Holy of Holies. And we know that the Holy of Holies was unapproachable and that only a high priest once a year could enter in. They would tie a rope around his waist He had bells around his vestments and his garments. And if the bell stopped ringing on the Day of Atonement, when he entered into the Holy of Holies, they knew that he was a dead man, uh, that somehow he was unholy, unworthy, and there was some sin that was still associated with him and that they would pull a dead man out behind that curtain. That, That is how intense that moment was. So I guarantee you that high priest said his prayers before he went behind that veil. But that was a place where the Shekinah glory, God dwelled between the cherubim uh, there over the mercy seat. But there were these two other compartments, the outer court, and the outer court was where they made their sin offerings. That was about forgiveness, atonement for their sins. But there is this issue where we've got to move beyond the outer court Christian experience of just saying, I know that I've been forgiven. No, there is a freedom in Christ that God wants to bring us into. Mm -hmm. But that freedom, that liberty is to explore the fullness of who God is. And, And the freedom where God begins to liberate me from things that would inhibit my heart and my soul from being able to know God in his fullness, God begins to free me, deliver me, heal me, and it allows in that freedom for me to roam about the cabin of the depths of the knowledge of God. And when I say the knowledge of God, not just information about him, but intimate knowledge of who he is. 
So we have to believe that God can say things that go beyond my understanding. And we're going to look at Ephesians 1, hopefully either today or in the next episode. Go ahead. When, I, when I'm thinking of what you're saying, it makes me think sometimes, because um, when you see yourself and you, and you know your weakness and can God do that, sometimes I, I drill down on that and go, oh, I think what I'm, what I'm doubting is the power of God to change me. And it's because I'm looking at me instead of at him. And, but there, he releases the power for us to become the sons and the fully mature sons and daughters of God. That's right. He will perfect that which concerns us. And, and there is this thing where God wants to bring us into such liberty and freedom, not only from the things that Satan used to bind us, but the things that we have put upon ourselves mm -hmm. that limit us. And as long as you're trying to be a sin manager, and as long as you're trying to perfect yourself like a Martha so you can be pleasing to God, you will only end up in spiritual frustration. But Jesus, when it said, the truth is what will set you free. Right. Let the liberator liberate you. Let him, let him unshackle you. Let him break the false yokes uh, where we live in a, a grace-law mixture. And we know that, that if the equation in any way, shape, or form is grace plus something else, you will not end up being conformed into the image of Jesus. But I love that what John said. We, we, we saw his grace and it was grace upon grace. And so he is the grace giver. He, he epitomizes grace. He is a revelation of grace. And, and people want to sometimes say, are, are you teaching this greasy grace message, Lynn? <laughs> no, it, it is not cheap grace and it's not easy grace. Uh, but I am talking about connecting with the only one who can save me, the only one who can deliver me, the only one who can transform me because I cannot change myself. Right. Only God and his power can make me into what I could not make myself. And so I, I had the opportunity to share uh, this last weekend in a church and, and I quoted the creed, and I've said that in, in the Age Changer show before, okay. but I love the phrase uh, in that song, the creed. It says, uh, I did not make it, though it is making me. It is the very truth of God, not the invention of any man. And so the intimate knowledge of God, the renewal truth is about what I've been given in Christ what he's making me to be in him today. He is at work. He is perfecting. He is, he is sending out his word to work in my life. And so even the very faith that I use to engage his word and interact with it is his faith that he imparted to me to have an ability and a capacity to believe what he has said. So uh, before you interacted with me, I was going to say Ephesians 1, and we're going to get there uh, hopefully today or in the next episode, where Paul said we've been given the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So I cannot comprehend, and when I say comprehend, 
in a way in which I can believe that I can receive how kind and tender and loving God would speak to me and treat me as a son. Because my previous experience has been someone who has been traumatized by sin and and my worldview or my spiritual worldview, I viewed myself as a sinner Mm -hmm. that had the wrath of God abiding on him. And now all of that's changed because I I am now in a state called grace. I live in a new country. (laughs) I live in a place where I used to not have the blessing of God, but I'm in a state of the righteousness of God and it's a place of blessability where everything that God the Father has blessed the Son with is now available to me Mm -hmm. as a joint heir. So I have to believe it, I have to receive it, but now where we want to really focus in on is then how do I begin to interact, commune with God? How, how can I allow there to be this exchange of life where I grow in deep intimacy with God, where it's not just, yeah, God's talking, but how do I then say, what did you mean by that, God? Yeah, what do you ask of me? God? Yeah, what are you saying to me? What are you trying to show me, God? Where are you taking me? And, and what is it? this truth that you're revealing to me, how is it altering my reality of who I am? And I'm being transformed by the words that are proceeding or coming forth uh, from you. I love that. The word that you mix in it. I love that word made flesh. I always feel like that that's when you interact with it and it becomes a part of who you are. It's another expression of the word made flesh in us. Yes. So, Practically, what is interacting with the truth and revelation knowledge or intimate knowledge of God? Practically, how, we, how do we do that? Well, the most practical way, um, and, and I think it's, it's how to jumpstart this thing of learning to interact with God's truth is in prayer. Now, we will talk about there are expressions of life, life in Christ, the life of Christ being lived through us that requires a faith that are, are expressed in actions that we would say are, are expressions of obedience to God. In other words, you said that. It's not just, God, what are you saying? And, and what is the meaning behind what you're saying? But then what is it that you're asking or inviting me into? Mm-hmm. Carmen, there's always uh, a place where the Lord says, where we say, uh, and then we'll talk about what the Lord says. Lord, is this you? And then if it's you, let me come. Let me get out of the limitations of my experiences to where I can experience what life is like for you. And in that moment when Peter said that, Jesus was showing that he was a water walker, that he was a gravity-defying individual. A new revelation. There was a new revelation. He was the wave treader. He was the water walker. And uh, he's the one who rides on the winds, but he also treads on the waves. And I love, many people do not know, and I'm I'm getting sidetracked, but just sometimes the rabbit trails are good too. Do you know... Because sometimes we think that this experience of Jesus walking on the water was 
there was no Old Testament foundation to it, that this was a unique experience in the New Testament in the life of Jesus. Jesus did some very unique things and Jesus was being Jesus. But actually, uh, it goes back to an Old Testament foundation in Job. And Job had asked a question. He says, who is he that treads upon the waves? And, and, and in this interaction and contemplation, Job was saying only God can walk on the water. What Jesus was doing was he was showing to his disciples, I'm the one Job talked about as the wave treader, the water walker. And, and so that's why when Jesus, he would do those things. And when he got in the boat, it said that all of them were silenced and in fear. Every time there was these engagements where they encountered Jesus and they realized that he was the God man, that it was God in flesh, you know, and it says, who is this that can calm the storms? Who's, who is this person that can walk upon the waters? And so it leaves us stunned and amazed. And so God invites us into places in him to co-share in his life with us, a supernatural life, a God-sized life, but it requires us to engage in steps of faith. But the first thing that we can do immediately is begin to learn to pray God's word back to God, to engage the word of God or to engage what he is saying to us uh, if we're discerning that he's speaking to us we can, we can honor his word. We can tremble at his word. We can say, yes, God, I am listening. Here, here am I, your servant is listening. I can begin to engage God, letting him know that I, I'm listening and I'm listening for understanding and comprehension. And then I wanna position myself in prayer to pray God's will back to him that I'm yielding this word that has a conforming power to it. I'm yielding my will, my thoughts, and my attitude to this word. I'm allowing the word to be made flesh in me. Well, we're gonna stop right there today. This is a little bit of a shorter episode. We're gonna stop there, but I promise you in the next episode, we're going to get into the practical aspects of how to engage the truth of God in prayer. And I'm going to use a small phrase. This will be the cliffhanger that sets up the next episode. What I'm learning, and it's a, a profound lesson, and I wish that I had uh, learned this earlier because I, I think I got some bad teaching. And, and so in that bad teaching, my prayer was framed in a certain way where I asserted my will in my, in my mm -hmm. prayers. So I tried to talk God <laughs> into some things that I wanted. I think a lot of people can probably relate. So God, God is using that for good now. Yeah. But what I'm learning more and more is a sweetness in prayer when I'm learning to not just pray to God. And, and don't misunderstand what I'm saying when I say that. Because I still pray to God. I let my petitions be made known unto the Lord. But I'm learning to pray with God. There is a, a step of maturity uh, where instead of me just, just addressing him and saying, okay, I need you to listen to me, God. I'm learning to pray God's word back to him 
and I call that praying with God. It's a partnering with God in prayer to where he invites me into his heart and he reveals to me his longings, his desire, and his will, and I simply embrace it and then say, I believe what you, I believe that your will is best, Father. I believe that your longing and, and desires are the greatest. Yeah. They are the, the, the most superior than any, any dream, any desire, any wish that I could have. Your, your thoughts and your ways and your desires and your longings are so perfect and superior. So I will embrace them and I will partner with you in the earth and say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in this piece of earth and then the, the, the surroundings of the environments uh, that I live in. But let your kingdom come. Let your will be done uh, in the earth just like it is in heaven. And if we will allow God's will uh, to come to pass in our lives, our lives, uh, it will be the best life that we could ever live because it'll be a touch and a taste of heaven on earth. Whereas I found out what I envisioned to be the best sometimes after I got it, uh, it's like Abraham with an, with an Ishmael. Uh, you think that this is the way I can fulfill God's will and his promise to me, and I'll try to engineer it and bring it to pass. And listen, the Ishmael always rises up and mocks the true promise of God and the fulfillment. So we need to, we need to just be so willing and yielded to allow our heart to, to understand the value of God's will for our life, God's best for our life. Uh, his dream for you is better than anything you can conceive of. His, his desires for you is far superior and if you're trying to make something work and, and trying to make it fit and say, I'm going to try to make this fit to be God's will in my life, it shouldn't be hard. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. The commandments of God, they are not grievous and burdensome to us. They, they don't crush us to try to carry them and to bring them to pass. And as you've heard me say, grace is a provision that allows the impossible to become possible and difficult things to become easy because of its superior provision. So we want to learn how to pray with God, not just mm -hmm. to God. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. I said we were quitting earlier, but then we got <laughs> on a roll. And we'll see you in the next episode. God bless. God bless you. If you liked this, if you could like it and share it and get the word out so other people can be encouraged in their walk also as we live our lives in obedience to the Lord. God bless you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.